Folks, we'll make a start tonight to our midweek by singing together the hymn 675. It's a, a great missionary hymn, far, far away in heathen darkness dwelling. Millions of souls forever may be lost. Who, who will go salvation storytelling, looking to Jesus, minding not the cost. All power is given unto me, says the Lord Jesus. And with that in mind, he sends his disciples into the world to preach the gospel with the assurance, lo, I am with you all the way, even unto the end of the world. Let's sing it heartily unto the Lord's great name.
There's plenty of seats here. We'll abide together, seek the Lord in prayer, commit our way unto him for tonight's meeting. Let's bow together at the throne of heavenly grace. Lord, it is with a sense of joy that we come to the presence of our God in prayer, knowing that in thy presence there's fullness of joy, and at thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. We thank thee for the joy that is in our hearts in the knowledge of sins forgiven. The psalmist reminds us, blessed are they whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sin is covered. And Lord, we are blessed indeed, and we know that that word means happy. And we rejoice tonight in redemption through the blood of the Savior and the knowledge that our sins, which are many, have been removed from us as far as the east is from the west, cast into the sea of God's forgetfulness, never to be remembered against us anymore. We can say with the hymn writer, My sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought, my sin not in part but the whole, is nailed to his cross and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, oh, my soul. We come here tonight in the precious name of the Savior. We come to meet with him first and foremost And we pray that our fellowship will be sweet with the Lord Jesus tonight, that we'll have that conscious reality of his presence. We come to meet with those of like precious faith, to fellowship the one with the other. We know that those uh, disciples on the day of Pentecost, when they were converted, they continued with the Lord, and they continued in the apostles' doctrine, and in fellowship, in breaking of bread and prayers. And we know that those things that are mentioned in that verse are so important for anyone to continue, whether just starting out on the Christian life or whether converted for many, many years, there's still only one way to go on with God, and that is through the doctrines of your word, getting to know your word, living by it, meditating upon it, hiding it in our heart that we might not sin against thee, enjoying the fellowship of brethren and sisters in Christ, being together to encourage and to exhort one another And so much the more, even as we see the day of Christ approaching. And then on the Lord's table, we think of the Sabbath day to come. We will sit at the Lord's table. We will remember the death of Christ in his appointed way. And we know that it is for the strengthening of the church and for the edifying and the building up of the people of God. And Lord, we thank you that they continued in prayers. And we're here tonight, at least in part of this service, to pray to seek the Lord, call upon his great name. Thank you for your servant who has come among us tonight to show the video, to make a report on the work in the land of Spain. Praise you, Lord, tonight for the day that he was converted when the free grace of God awoke him, as the hymn writer said, with light from above. Thank you for that day he was put into Christ. And then the call of God in his life to, to serve as a pastor in the ministry. We pray as we see something of this this evening that we will be blessed, we will be challenged as we think of most Catholics being. We think of the millions of people that live there and live in darkness, in fear for many of them, and in superstition. But we come to a great God who is able to open eyes, open understandings, bring truth and light to the heart of darkened souls. And Lord, we do pray for the advancement of the Church of Jesus Christ 
as you build your church in the nations of the world. Remember the land of Spain. We do pray. We ask thee that you will help uncle this evening, fill him with the Holy Spirit of God as he stands here to, to speak. May he be conscious of the Lord's nearness and the congregation likewise. Bless our brethren and sisters from Ukraine. We pray that you'll keep them in these days as war is still raging, as Putin's army is still advancing, as war is being fought and battles are being won. And we do pray for the overthrow of wicked men. We pray that you will drive out wicked men from this country of Ukraine. We pray that you will give victory and bring peace to that land again. And, O God, in the midst of turmoil, turn the hearts of the people unto God. We know that in war situations, God speaks. And this is an alarm bell. It's a trumpet call to many that live there to waken up and to realize their, their mortality, to realize that one day they will go into eternity. They will stand before God. And, Lord, with such knowledge, may they seek out a Savior and find Christ as their Redeemer. Here in answer our prayers tonight, remembering especially those that are sick and laid aside, cannot be with us tonight. We pray that you'll bless them and strengthen them and encourage them in the Lord for Jesus' sake. Amen. And you're welcome in the Savior's name to God's house tonight for the midweek service. If you're listening in on the internet, we're very glad to have you. May the Lord bless you as you fellowship with us online. Do remember tomorrow night is the youth fellowship at 8 o'clock for all of our young people. And Friday night is also the anniversary dinner for the Missionary Council, celebrating 60 years, 60 years old. Uh, it's a long time to be laboring for the Lord in any one organization. And the Missionary Council has done exceedingly well in raising funds for missionary endeavor over the past six decades. And that's going to be celebrated and acknowledged tomorrow night. Saturday morning in the centre of the town is the open air at 11am for those of you who can join us. Saturday evening from 4 to 7 is the church barbecue in the back to Sunday school fun day. So if you've seen the leaflet, there's lots of things happening there. And we encourage the parents and the children to come in, but we encourage you to come in. There'll be something for you to eat. You'll not have to make your dinner that night if you eat enough uh, beef burgers and hot dogs, whatever is on the menu. Remember the Sabbath day, the Lord's day, the prayer meeting is at 8 o'clock, Sunday school, 10.30, Bible class at a quarter to 11, and the worship service, 12 noon, followed by the Lord's table, and then in the evening time, the office bearers' time of prayer from 5.30, and then our own prayer meeting at 6.30 when others will join us, but it's also the sending forth for our sister, Miss Noreen McAfee, who's with us tonight. And I'm not going to mention that phrase again, your days are numbered. Uh, but uh, your, your, your days are running out being in Northern Ireland. And soon you will take leave and you'll go back home to your second home in Uganda. Reverend David McMillan, who is the chairman of the subcommittee that deals with Uganda issues, will be here to preach. And other members of the mission board will be present to take part. The following weekend is a very special weekend because it's the Harvest Thanksgiving services on the Saturday night, the 8th of October, and the Reverend Simon Anderson, our student assistant, past student assistant minister in Ochnacloy, 
will be with us to preach that night. The choir will be singing. And the choir will also sing at the 12 noon meeting. And Dr. John Douglas will be here to preach. The evening time, then we go to the town hall to commence the mission. That was to take place a month ago. But because of the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth, it was postponed until the 9th. So God willing, two weeks, night by night, preaching the word. We want you to be much in prayer. We'd also like to congratulate Mervyn and Joy on becoming grandparents again. I got a phone call this evening from uh, Mervyn to say that Andrew and Rebecca had a little girl. So we rejoice with them. I think the name is Eva. Eva. Um, I'll get the proper pronunciation of it anyhow. But that's always good news when children are brought into the world. Almost at the end of the announcements, um, there will be a deputation offering tonight to support the ministry of the Reverend um, Angel Alvarez Fernandez, if you give the full title, maybe not pronounced exactly the way it should be, but uh, Brother Ankel is known to us here, has been for many, many years. There is a prayer card, take it with you, pray for him as he serves the Lord in Spain, particularly in the congregation at al Khan. And if you want to support him on a monthly basis, there's a little uh, section for you to fill in. You can support him in prayer and you can support him financially. Every little bit counts. Brother Desi Coffey gave me um, a supply, just a small supply of a couple of gospel tracts that some of you might be interested in. One is called God Save the Queen and the other one is Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II and they all have a gospel application. And there's a few copies sitting on the shelves there on the left-hand side as you leave, and you can take them with you if you would like to. Don't lift the whole pile. Uh, Lift one or two and leave room for others. Now we sing together 526. It's a challenge uh, to us. Every time we sing this hymn, you know in the chorus, uh, the last line says, I must not miss the well done of God. Coming that day when we'll stand before the Lord and we want to hear well done, thy good and faithful servant. We can say that in measure when we know folks have been good in God's work and they've been faithful in God's work and we can re-echo the words of Christ. But these words are his and these words are his to say on that great day. And as we often uh, say, I can remember reading this phrase somewhere, You can't expect the well done unless you do well. So may God help us to do well for him so that on that day we receive the well done. I have only one life on this earth and as vapor it's passing away.
very glad to have tonight representing the land of Spain our brother, the Reverend Angel Alvarez. And we're going to ask him to come now just to introduce the video that will be shown. And then after that, he'll have some greetings, some prayer requests to, to leave with us. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Buenas noches. You minister has taught you well. Well, I'm very, very, very uh, glad to be here with you tonight. And the last time I was here for deputation meetings was in 2019. And at that time, the, uh, the church building, uh, or church building was a project. We had just purchased this new building. We had a lot of work to do uh, in it. But now you're going to watch the video, how the Lord has been blessing us through these three years, though we all suffered uh, through the pandemic, but uh, we're going to watch this video. But f before that, I want to thank you all and your minister, first of all, and also the congregation here for giving me the opportunity to come along and to speak to you a little bit, a little bit about the work in Spain and then share with you some prayer requests and then after that, for a few minutes, consider God's word and for our own uh, blessing. So, you have the right. Cuando pienso toda la gente que hay a mi alrededor, que no conoce el Evangelio, y pudiendo tener la oportunidad de compartir con ellos el Evangelio, pienso en las palabras del Señor cuando dijo que vio a las ovejas descarriadas y sin pastor. Y es eh, la carga de mi corazón que otras muchas personas lleguen a conocer el Evangelio. Como es el caso de mi madre cuando escuchó el Evangelio y se convirtió bajo el ministerio del pastor Juan Jana. No hace muchos años. Y ver a otros hacen lo mismo, que también son parte, algunos parte de mi familia, me gustaría verlo y otros también que están a mi alrededor, otros familiares, vecinos y personas que también uh, trabajan alrededor y que viven alrededor mío. Sería un gran privilegio y un gozo ver cómo otras muchas personas llegan al conocimiento de Cristo y creer en Él y confesarle a Él como su Señor y Salvador. Este es mi país y esta es mi gente. Y me gustaría y desearía que ellos fuesen también parte del pueblo de Dios que confiesan a Cristo como su Señor y Salvador. The spiritual things here in Spain, they haven't changed uh, drastically. Uh, but you can see a uh, drift from being interested in Roman Catholic Church. People are getting more secular, 
but also the pandemic has come in. So I think that that has made people think more about their lives and also the purpose of their lives. But this 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 shift from um, opposition because they were Roman Catholic to indifference because they were no they did nothing at all, you know. When I was 16 years old, it was the first time I heard the gospel for the first time in my life. I never heard anything about evangelical church or any church apart from Roman Catholicism and also some uh, cults like the Hobbes Witnesses and all that. So either you're uh, Roman Catholic or you're into one of those cults. So it was very hard for me to come into an evangelical church for the first time hearing the gospel. Uh, by the preaching of the Reverend John Hanna. And then, after a year, more or less, uh, I got saved under his ministry. And another year after that, uh, I decided to go into Grace Bible College here in Spain for four years. And then I went over to, to Ulster, to the Wafield College of the Bible, to finish my studies. Uh, that was in 2002. I came over. And then, after a year, I was ordained into the ministry. And I worked together with uh, Reverend John Hanna for several years. He was the uh, senior minister. I was the, uh, the younger minister. And then just, uh, I think it was it's, uh, three years ago, he got retired. And then I became the senior minister. The Reverend John Hanna has always been a friend to me. Uh, for the first time, I, I met him. He's a friend. He's my mentor. In a way, he's my spiritual father, and he's always going to be here, not as a, an obstacle, but also uh, as a support. Though he's retired, uh, he's very happy to help in any area that he can, uh, he can help in. building we have many more facilities than we had before for example at the entrance uh, of the new church building uh, it's all very large and uh, people can see the church uh, very far away in the distance and uh, concerning uh, transport we have the subway about 200 meters away that connects the whole south of Madrid and also it goes right into uh, Madrid itself and also we have uh, the bus stop 30 meters away from here. And uh, apart from that, uh, the church, uh, the site is, is, is very large and uh, it, it can accommodate many more people. Coming from the old church building into the new one has been a great change because at the previous one, you didn't feel like going into a church building. This one is more like you come in and you feel more like you're coming to worship the Lord. And actually, the first door is, is big, 
this, the, the next one is much larger because why? Because we want to give the feeling of people that just you're coming to the great one, right? To worship the Lord, and everything in the church, the hype ceiling, and everything, uh, it, it has that thought in mind. And we come to uh, worship the Lord. He's the the greatest one. We have above uh, offices that, that belong to the town hall, but they work from Monday to Friday in the morning. So that means that we have the whole area with our own uh, car park for ourselves uh, during our meetings. Uh, we have two, uh, two floors, the main floor where we worship, and also we have the basement where we have uh, a large kitchen, uh, the minister's room, and also different uh, uh, Sunday school classes. This part here still has a little bit of work to be done. So here's the main, uh, the main hall downstairs for lunch, for people to stay between the two services, and also if we have uh, conferences or different meetings. And we have tea, a wee cup of tea. We have everything in one building, and uh, that also allows us to have conferences with a large amount of people come in, no problem with parking. That was a big trouble uh, in the old building. And everybody comes in, you know, they, 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 are, they are amazed, not on the building itself, but how the Lord has blessed us through the building. Broadcast ministry has improved in a way because it's not only the Lord's Day services, but also there's a member of our church that uh, has asked both the Reverend John Hanna, uh, one of the others, and myself to do short videos about apologetics and also some devotionals and some history. So that's one of the ministries that we haven't come into it fully, but something we have uh, in mind to improve. So that's another area that we want to develop uh, in, uh, with regard to the broadcast ministry. Yeah, there's a combination between people from Spain, you know, just listening to uh, the messages, uh, and also big numbers of people in South America that they listen to uh, the messages being broadcast. We recently had uh, an election for deacons, and the Lord has blessed us, blessed us with two new deacons together with the other one we have. And now we wanted to have an, also an election of brilliant uh, elders. Uh, so we hopefully uh, see the Lord's blessing uh, the church in this area as well, as we need more elders uh, for the congregation. In the last two, three years, 
we've gone through different changes here in, in, in the congregation concerning the, the numbers of uh, our membership. Uh, some people have left for different reasons, doctrinal reasons, personal reasons, pandemic reasons. So the Lord has been doing some pruning, but the Lord has kept the core of the congregation together. But the Lord has blessed us, and though we have this time of hard times, uh, for example, the Lord has added uh, a new family with three children, and they are very faithful to the Lord. They have a great seal for, for, for the Lord. Uh, we also have uh, a woman. She became a member of the church here in, uh, this year. And uh, among the young people, uh, the Lord has been blessing the young people. Some of them didn't have any interest. At least we didn't see any interest. They just came to the services because their parents came into the services. But we've seen that the Lord has been working their hearts. And even there's another girl that is a complete outsider. Uh, she came in. And in a way, she reminds me like me because coming from nowhere and then having great interest in the things of the Lord, uh, going through uh, a discipleship course uh, with uh, Reverend John Hannah. When he finishes with this course, then she will continue with uh, different things concerning membership uh, that I'm going to take with her. So apart from the trials you know, and all the pruning, we see that the Lord has been blessing us and it's a great encouragement for this small congregation. Through the year we have three Christian camps. One is a youth camp at Easter, uh, the family camp that is at the end of, uh, of the summertime, and then we have the children's camp. This year we have over 80 children and uh, it's been a big, a big blessing because we haven't been doing the children's camp for two years because of the pandemic. So we see that people, the, par the parents and also the children, they are very keen to uh, go to the camp and it's a great opportunity to reach them with the gospel. Uh, some of them, they come from Christian families. Some others, they don't have any Christian background at all. At all. So it's a good opportunity to uh, share the gospel with them. The family camp is run by three churches. One is in Malaga, the other one is ourselves, and the third one is the one in Cortijos Nuevos, where Mr. Alejandro Bernabeu is now ministering after the Reverend Lyle Boyle has retired and is back in Ulster. And when I, when I see Alejandro, uh, I see myself some years back, Spaniard that has gone to the Bible College, has finished the, uh, the training there, and he's back there here, here again to, to Spain. Not staying away, not in another country, but being back and working uh, among their own people. That's a great encouragement for the congregation there as well. working to live is an outreach of the church here and uh, when the Reverend Mark Weedy came uh, to Spain and we met him, um, we realized that we had the same doctrinal line. So we saw an opportunity 
to open a new work in Toledo. So we, at, at first, we were in charge of the work there, and uh, as the work there started to grow, uh, we formed a provisional session with two of our elders that are working together with the Reverend Mark Widdy in Toledo. So it's not constituted as a church yet, but we're leading into that uh, that way. And uh, but it's not um, independent an independent work from us. Uh, actually, we are working to form a presbytery at the same time as we are uh, opening. Uh, we are working with this new work. At the present time, we have 11 committee members in uh, the work in Toledo. So we see that the Lord is blessing the church and uh, the church is growing in numbers. At the same time, we have because of the uh, situation uh, in Ukraine with all the work and everything. Ukrainian people have gone all over the place, different countries, and uh, some of them, they, are, they attend the services. But uh, Natalie, who is the Reverend Mark Widdy's wife, she's from Ukraine, so she's translating the services live through the microphone, and uh, they have the headphones. So whenever it comes to the message, they hear the message translated into their own language. Because it's a large town, and it's very well connected to Madrid. It's only about 40 minute drive, 45 minute drive maybe. Uh, we thought that was a good, very good spot. And there was there's no reformed work in that town. So all those things taken together, we saw the town of Toledo was a very suitable place where to start a new work. You see, the Lord says in, in, in scriptures that uh, we have to go from Jerusalem to Judea, to Samaria, and into the rest of the world. So it would be easy to stay where we are, but we want to, we want to spread the gospel to reach out all those f farther provinces in Spain. When the church was very small, I'm talking about 20, year, 20 years back and even more, uh, there was no internet, there was no so much opening from other countries to come into Spain. So that meant that uh, the Reverend Hannah had to work with Spaniards. And again, at that time, Spanish people were very close-minded and uh, very Roman Catholic. Now uh, everything is open in so many different things. Uh, some of the things are for worse, but other things are for better. No, and uh, that's why uh, we can reach out so many more people. Some missionaries they go from their country into a different country that is not is not their own. Uh, but this is my country, so it's a great privilege for me to be a missionary, but be being in my own country. So that's in a way it's kind of strange, but in another in another way that for me I see it as a privilege.
Mas Jesús no se lo permitió, sino que le dijo, vete a tu casa, a los tuyos, y cuéntales cuán grandes cosas el Señor ha hecho contigo y cómo ha tenido misericordia de ti. Uh, just as you go to the right on the map, there is another town. It's about 30-35 minute drive from Toledo, and that's 40 minute drive from Alcorcón. Uh, the name of the town is Aranjuez. Maybe that doesn't mean anything to you, but at least you hear the name of it. And there is another missionary, uh, another man. He is an ordained minister. And more or less is the same story as with the Reverend Mark Whitty. He went to Spain. Uh, just one, one year before the pandemic, uh, the Lord was calling him to serve the Lord there in Spain. We met him. Uh, we saw that he has the same doctrinal line as we do. So he, uh, he desired and he applied to work together with us under the session of the church in Alcorcón. Uh, he moved one week before I came over to Northern Ireland uh, to this town and they're going to start uh, prayer meetings. Uh, Bible studies in the midweek with two families we know of there in this town, so you can pray for that as well. Uh, you can also pray for those who are uh, who are new attender, uh, new people that are attending the services. Actually, I just realized that uh, in the video, that video was take was uh, was um, uh, they made the video at the end of the month of uh, the month of July and. Half the, of the congregation was away. I was counting, maybe about 25 people were away. So uh, the Lord is blessing us. And uh, just before I came, actually, there were, uh, we had three visits a family in the morning, a young man, and a young woman. And then in the evening service, we had another family, and, uh, and we had another, another young man, a different young man uh, at the prayer meeting. And uh, I've just received a few days ago uh, a WhatsApp. Uh, from uh, John Hanna, the Reverend John Hanna, telling me, and actually the family just also, they wrote me a message on WhatsApp saying that this family that came in the morning, they applied for membership in the church, and there's also this young man that came to the prayer meeting, he also wants to uh, be a member in the church. So pray for that. We've been also going, uh, running th youth rallies. Uh, in two occasions, we had Uh, around 80 young people in those meetings, so the Lord is also blessing uh, those uh, that ministry among the young people. Uh, but also pray for the need that we need. Uh, we need uh, more ruling elders in our congregation. So pray. I would ask, ask you to pray that the Lord will provide men for this uh, office uh, of ruling elders, and also for the establishment of this presbytery there in the uh, in the center of Spain. With our church in Alcorcón, the church, or actually the work that, God willing, 
will soon be will soon be constituted as a church, and also this new extension work, uh, where I, uh, by the way I didn't see I didn't, I don't think I say uh, his name Rafael. He's from Brazil, his wife and their three children. So you can also pray for them. And just for a few minutes, you know, she give us uh, some uh, comfort from God's word as we continue to uh, serve Him. Let's, let's turn to the book of Psalms, the book of Psalms, Psalm 103. Just for a few minutes. Psalm 103, I think it's a very well-known passage for all of us. Psalm 103, and we are going to read from verse 8 to verse 14. Psalm 103, verse 8. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knoweth our frame, he remembereth that we are dust. Here we find in this passage a very beautiful description of uh, the Lord's grace and love and mercy. But let's pay attention to verse 14, that is the end of all these verses, because the reason why the Lord is merciful, gracious, and he deals with us in this way as a father to his children, we find it in verse 14, for or because he knoweth our frame, or in other words, he knows our spiritual condition, he remembereth that we are dust. So let's just stop there for a minute because how could that be of any comfort to us uh, says here that the Lord knows our spiritual condition and our spiritual condition condition is that we are sinners and at the same time we read here that he remembers that we are dust and dust is the consequence of man's fall into sin and we have uh, we are uh, uh, fallen men and women in Adam's sin so how could that be any of any comfort to us? If he has said, well, the Lord doesn't know about our spiritual condition, or he doesn't remember the consequences of man falling, uh, falling into sin, well, that could mean of some comfort. But how could that be any of any comfort? That he remembers and he knows our spiritual condition and the consequences of man into, uh, uh, man's fall into sin. Well, the key to understand this verse is in verse 7. We've just read from verse 8, but if you read in verse 7, we read, He, that is the Lord, He made known His ways unto Moses, His acts unto the children of Israel. And then from there on, we see how, in these verses 8 through to 14, we see how the Lord made his ways known to Moses 
and his acts to the children of Israel. So in order to understand what that verse means, that he knows our condition, our frame, and he remembers that we are dust, and how that can, that, how that can be of any comfort to us, we need to go back to the books that Moses wrote under the inspiration uh, or by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And there were eight references, eight passages. I'm just going to read them and going, I'm not going to stop uh, and consider them because of time. But I'm, we're just going to read them uh, one after the other. But I want you to think about this question. What is the theme of all these passages? Because in all these passages, those eight references, those eight passages, we always find, and thus that's the only passages where we find this sentence. God remembered something. Or God remembered somebody. So, considering those passages in that context will bring us to, the, uh, to Psalm 103 and understand what it mean, what, uh, what the Lord means by saying that he remembers that we are dust. And in what context. So let's go there to these passages. As I said, I'm just going to read them. And if you want to follow uh, the reading with me, uh, the first one is Genesis chapter 8, verse 1. There we find Noah and the flood. And this is the first passage where we find, as I said, eight passages where we find this uh, sentence that God remembers. Genesis chapter 8, verse 1. And God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark. Now, how did the Lord remember Noah? In what sense? Second reference, chapter 9, verse 15, where we, where, where we find this same uh, sentence that God remembers something. Genesis 9, 15. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me He's, he's talking to Noah. Between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the waters shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. So God remembered Noah in the context of God's wrath and punishment on man because of their sins. And he didn't deal with Noah and his family according to their sinful condition. But According to his grace. Third reference. Genesis nineteen twenty-nine. Genesis nineteen twenty-nine. We find the same sentence, but now is the Lord speaking about Abraham and his nephew Lot. Genesis nineteen twenty-nine. And it came to pass when God destroyed the cities of the plain, Sodom, Gomorrah, and so on, that God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in the which Lot dwelt. Again, God, the context, God, God's wrath and punishment is on those cities, but now the Lord remembered Abraham and his covenant, and then he sent Lot out of the cities so he wouldn't be destroyed together with those men uh, and uh, those women there in, those, uh, in the cities of the plain. Fourth reference. Genesis 30, verse 22. 
Now this is the Lord speaking to you or about somebody else. Genesis 30, verse 22. Now this is the contest is Rachel, that is uh, Jacob's wife, and she had a problem. She couldn't, she, she couldn't have any children. And then we read Genesis 30, verse 22. And God remembered Rachel, and God hearkened to her. She was praying to the Lord, and he heard her. Hearkened to her and opened her womb. Now, the child that uh, Rachel had at this time was Joseph. Joseph was the man that God used to preserve the children of Israel from dying uh, because of the famine on the, on, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the land. So, this is the contest. Uh, Rachel, she couldn't have any children and God remembered her and, she, and he provided... His son, and through his son, he he would prevent, uh, sorry, he would uh, preserve uh, his people, the children of Israel, from dying. And because of that, uh, Jacob took the children, the children of Israel, into Egypt. And then we find the next reference in the book of Exodus, Ex Exodus chapter two and verse twenty-four. Exodus two, verse twenty-four. Now the people of Israel are in bondage under the hand of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. And God, Exodus 2.24, and God heard their groaning, the groaning of the children of Israel, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And then in, verse, uh, in chapter 6, verse 5, verse 5, uh, he repeats that again. But now he's going to uh, develop a little bit more about that. He's going to be more, uh, more specific how he remembered his people. Chapter 6, verse 5. And I have also heard the groaning of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians keep in bondage. See, just for, 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 a, few, for, for a minute. They were in the, the, the time they were staying there in the land of Egypt, that was the worst moment for the children of Israel because at that moment, the male children of the people of, of Israel were being killed uh, by the Egyptians. So this is the time when destruction was coming upon the children of Israel that the Lord heard their groaning, uh, whom the Egyptians keep in bondage, and I have remembered my covenant. So that again, you see the same sentence. Now, when we go to the book of Leviticus, we find the seventh, the seventh, the seventh reference, uh, reference number seven. And Leviticus chapter 26, there is something very interesting here. Because the Lord is going to make a summary. We could say that. The Lord is going to make a summary of how he had revealed himself to his children, his people, in the time of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And also in the time of the children of Israel in, ex, in, in, in Egypt. And that's the, this is the theme uh, in Leviticus 26, 42. And then 45. And I want you to pay attention to the emphasis. The emphasis that the Lord is doing all the time. Leviticus 26, 42. Then I will remember 
my covenant with Jacob, and also my covenant with Isaac, and also and also my covenant with Abraham, I will remember. And I will remember the land. See the emphasis. Again, 45, verse 45. But I will not, uh, sorry, but I will, for their sakes, remember the covenant of their ancestors, whom I brought forth out of the land of Egypt in the sight of the heathen, that I might be their God, I am the Lord. That is, the Lord was going to deal with them as a father who pities ch his children. Psalm 103. And then the last reference, and there's something very interesting in this re reference as well, that is in Deuteronomy chapter 9. This is the eighth and last reference. Deuteronomy chapter 9, verses 26 through to 29. And the interesting, here, here, uh, the interesting thing is that the, the Lord is not speaking here. We've seen that in the other passages was the Lord who was speaking. I remembered my covenant. I will remember my covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and with the children of Israel. But here in Deuteronomy chapter 9, verses 26 through to 29, is Moses. It's Moses who is speaking here. And now what he's doing here, he's remembering the time when the people of Israel were uh, at Mount Sinai and they sinned against the Lord. And because of their sin, the Lord started to kill, destroy many of the children of Israel. So in that context of destruction because of sin, then Moses praised the Lord, he, he, he praised to the Lord. And this is the words here in Deuteronomy chapter 9, verse 26. I prayed, therefore, unto the Lord, and said, O Lord God, destroy not thy people and thine inheritance, which thou hast redeemed through thy greatness, which thou hast brought forth out of, the, uh, out, of the, uh, out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Remember. See? The Lord made himself known to Moses, his ways and his acts to the children of Israel. I will remember, I will remember, I will remember my covenant with uh, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. So Moses here is now doing what the Lord did and how he revealed to him, to, uh, he, he revealed himself to Moses. Lord, remember, you have been remembering. So now you, please remember, remember thy servants, Abraham, Isaac. And Jacob, remember Psalm 103, that the Lord didn't deal with them according to their wickedness uh, and their sins. Well, look at what uh, Moses is praying, uh, what he's praying here. Look not unto the stubbornness of these people, nor to their wickedness, nor to their sin, lest the land whence thou brothers us out, say, because the Lord was not able to bring them into the land which he promised them, and because he hated them, he hath brought them out to slay them in the wilderness. Yet they are thy people and thine inheritance, which thou brothers out by thy mighty power and by thy stretched out arm. So Moses, he is coming before the Lord in prayer, Remembering how the Lord revealed himself to Moses 
his ways, his acts, and the one who wrote those passages, those books, uh, under the, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, now he himself remembers how the Lord revealed himself to him, and now he's praying, Lord, remember. Remember your covenant with your people. And that's what actually means that the Lord remembers something. He remembers his people in the context of his covenant of grace in the Lord Jesus Christ. So that he doesn't deal with us according to our sins, according to our sinful nature, though we are still sinners, saved by grace, but he doesn't deal with us according to our sins, according to our inequities, according to the consequences of our sins, because we are still in this, uh, we, are, we, we are still dust, that is the consequences of sin. And that's because he always remembers. It's not that he forgets and then uh, it's just all, the, all, all, the, all of the sudden it comes to his mind. But what it means that he always looks uh, at his people through his covenant of grace. And this is what we need to do. You see, all those passages. And we can remember those passages. We are now in a world that is under God's punishment. As, we, as we've seen there in the, time, in the times of Noah. Under God's wrath. And sometimes we may think, well, has the Lord forgotten about us? Are we going to perish together with all those that are around us without God? In their, in, their, in, their, in their heart or maybe as more specifically even Lot he was living in a very wicked city not just in a general sense even in your city here in your town and you see so many things going on and you may think well has the Lord forgotten about us or even as uh, Rachel we can go through different uh, circumstances Material, physical, uh, concerning health, temporal needs. And when we go through those things, maybe we think, has the Lord forgotten about us? Because this is our frame and we are dust. Or maybe, as we have seen there with the children of Israel in Egypt, maybe we go through well, I don't know over here, but maybe in some years' time, the Lord will allow us to go through persecution. And maybe at that time, we might think, well, has the Lord forgotten about us because we go through that persecution? Or in that last passage we see, we've seen there at Mount Sinai, we live in an age of so much hypocrisy and apostasy. And maybe it comes to your mind, well, if the Lord is dealing with them and the Lord is judging them, those who are hypocrites among us and around us, is the Lord also going to judge us and punish us? Well, we see here that the Lord remembers us. How? In what context? In his covenant of grace. So, knowing how the Lord has made himself known his ways and his acts through his word let us come before the lord and ask him in prayer and pray to him lord remember remember your covenant but you see as moses here he came before the lord 
with arguments in his mouth. He said, here, Lord, don't destroy them because, you know, the heathen will say this and that. He came with arguments before the Lord. It's like uh, Job, we read in the book of Job, that he, uh, he wanted to come before the Lord with arguments in his mouth. Now, those arguments we find here in Deuteronomy, this passage we've read about uh, Moses praying to the Lord, or Job, those arguments is not in order, in order to try to convince the Lord. It's, not, it's like God is close-minded, He is very far away, and then, and then we need to come before Him on and on and insist every time till then He decides to work. And then He is pleased to hear our prayer. We read in his word that all the promises, all his promises are yea, yea, and amen in Christ Jesus. So we don't come before the Lord to try to convince him. We have this entrance through Christ to the throne of grace. So those arguments that we bring from God's word before him is not in order to convince him. It's, it's in order to convince us. It's in order, the Lord, through his word, is in order to convince us that we can come before him and he answers our prayers and he deals, us, he, deals it, he deals with us with his mercy, with his love, with his grace. Why? We have that there. Because he knows our condition, our frame. And he remembers in the context of his covenant with us in Christ, that we are dust. And that's a great comfort, that we have a great God who is full of mercy and love and grace toward us in Jesus Christ through his covenant. So may the Lord bless his word upon our hearts for his name's sake. Thank you, Uncle, for coming tonight, showing the video, speaking to us. The deputation offering, do remember that please, will be for the support of Uncle as he serves the Lord in Spain. We'll sing just uh, a couple of verses of a hymn, the hymn 644, Search me, O God, and know my heart today. Try me, O Saviour, and know my thoughts, I pray. We'll sing the first and the final verses, the last verse, uh, reminds us that revival comes from the Lord, and we certainly need revival.
Mrs. Kyle had her operation on Tuesday. She was scheduled to have it on Monday, but it didn't take place to the next day. And she's doing well, Paul. She's making progress. We were with her today, and she was able to testify to her beloved son and spoke well of Paul. So uh, she's in good form, and we're glad that she's improving. And remember these others that have been in hospital and have had surgery. Think of Pauline and Ivor and her sister Jean McCauley. Pray for Wieda as she continues to recover. And these others that are much in her minds. And Hossie, who began his chemotherapy this week, remembering him at the throne of grace. I want to thank those who came in on Monday night. Uh, there were more than this. This was just at the very end uh, to get the pallet ready to go to Romania. So it's ready to go. And these were some of the workers working away. Appreciate that. If anyone, we mentioned this, would like to pay for a shoebox gift, they're £15, we reckon, including carriage. This was three years ago. And, uh, well, just the joy that it brought to these children. And I'll hand you some. In a little place called So they really appreciate those gifts coming up to Christmas time. Just one other little thing about Romania. If anyone has any new or good quality clothes or shoes suitable for Florentina, Florentina's 12 now. If you contact me personally, we don't want a flood of stuff coming in, but if you have something that you might be able to share, uh, please let me know and we'll be able to help this little girl. I was contacted by her father today and he told me Florentina is not at school for she doesn't have shoes and she doesn't have clothes to go to school and she doesn't have a backpack and she doesn't have notebooks. So uh, we said we would help a little bit and uh, we have helped today with just a little bit of finance we sent out to help and we'll be able to help a little bit more later. We come to our time of prayer and as we do so we say goodnight to those that are tuning in on the internet. Thank you for listening and being part of our fellowship here tonight. Trust the Lord will bless you.